And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. Welcome to the Network Marketing Leadership Show. It is Father Sunday in River City here. I'm very, very excited about this. This is the first time we've ever gotten to do this. I know. It's pretty cool. So you and I have been doing this show as ham and egg for about a year, and I think I finally have him trained. But man alive, <laughs> we've got John Leslie Brown and his dad aboard. And I think you probably have heard of his dad, but unbelievable. So I want you to have this thought in the back of your head starting right now, hungrytospeak.com. This is a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Make sure you go there. Les Brown, how are you, man? Haven't seen you. I'm great. And so are you. I'm staying safe and I hope you're staying safe too. Oh, <laughs> I am telling you what, I don't even like sitting this close to this kid. I am. <laughs> Just wash my hands. I am telling you, I'm wrapping myself in saran wrap because I do not want to get sick because so many of my friends are. My uh, prayers go out to Mel Atwood, a uh, legend in network marketing and friend of the show. He's in intensive care right now with the COVID fighting it. So lots of people in the battle and we just got to pray for them, fight for them and have them fight for themselves. And the best way to keep it from happening is not get it. So that's what we want to focus on and take it away. Les Brown, tell us about your little boy and what's going on in life here. We're excited about you. Well, he's a big boy now. He's a man now, just like yeah, your son. Is. And what we're doing is we are taking the years I've been in this industry, 52 years of speaking and influencing and changing lives, speaking for organizations, churches, and major corporations, and creating an experience that will transform people individually and collectively. And so we call it Hungry to Speak. And so all of us have a story. And so we're teaching people today how to use their story in and out of the pandemic. But also we focus on the messenger, messenger not just the message, and how to build mental resolve and let people know that whatever life throws at you, that there's something in you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, that's able to handle it and how to tap into that and be able to navigate through this new landscape where we find ourselves. Wow, what do you think of that, buddy? I, I think it's great. I think we have all We've all been through this crazy thing, and I think we all had to really figure out what we were made of, and we all have a story to tell as a result, and, and it's important to help people get into that. And so what is what is that per, that journey look like, Les, to take people to, to the place where they're able to, to pull that out of themselves? One of the most important things, you know, they call this the distraction economy and i think this is a distracted world and that we now in a place where we have never been before there are algorithms that know more about us than we know about ourselves that's serious and so what we have to let people know what you tune into you turn into our minds are being controlled and manipulated there are families that are just drawing the line just on whether or not I should get a vaccine shot or not, just on that, to, to say nothing about political beliefs. And so, but the most astonishing part, and I'm 77 years old, that I find that one of the most influential, crazy mindsets that has been created not even by a, a human being is the algorithm and the programming that created QAnon, uh, an app someplace that's speaking to people, talking to people, tapping into their minds and influencing their thinking, their behavior, and turning relationships against each other. That is unprecedented people buying into stuff. I was talking to my psychiatrist uh, just day before yesterday, and he said, the presidency is about to flip. I said, is that right? He said, yes, you watch. I said, no, 
I'm going to watch you till I get another psychiatrist for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And he was so serious that he sent me details of friends that he has contact with that's communicating with him and keeping him abreast of what's going on. So there's a different kind of space. And you don't know what's going on with people. A friend of mine, he asked a young lady for a date. And she said, let me ask you something. And he said, what is it? Have you had the vaccine? And he said, yes. She said, I can't go out with you. So she refused to have a date with him because he had the vaccine. So this is a different kind of space. So what we're doing is, one, teaching people how to begin to focus their minds on being mindful and monitoring what the input is. Nothing gets through except through the mind and through the, I mean, through the eyes and through the ears. And so helping people to be mindful of what they're watching, what they're seeing. I saw this, this movie, and I'm sure you have too, Social Dilemma. And the people who created this technology have said, even they have been fooled and manipulated uh, because of this technology. They, they can't always figure it out. And so we have to be very, very mindful. I've got children, I've got grandchildren, 15 and, 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 and five great grandsons. And so I can't let them just sit down and allow themselves to be manipulated by video games. This is everywhere. We've got to watch them. And they're listening to us. They're listening to our conversations. And we have to be an intervention. We have to begin to look at what is it they're listening to? How is this influencing them? Let's reduce that time and allow the dominant thinking that is required for them to make it in and out of the pandemic be what they focus on because what you focus on the longest becomes the strongest. Wow. That that's really well said. And it, you know, I, I think that's what's it's such a sad space to be in to see people that are, you know, that would otherwise really enjoy each other, that you know, have had these long-standing relationships and that these wedges have been driven between us by you know, whether it's forces outside of our control, whether, you know, I, I don't know if there's, I, I don't know if there are people consciously trying to pull us apart or if it's just the way that our culture has gone, but it is very, very real. And it's so important that we step into that breach and that we we make a stand to take the world in the other direction. And so, John, Leslie, I'd love to hear from you. How, how are you, how has it been with the two of you working toward this goal and what do you see as the most important piece of this work? And before that, does he have, are you the only child and you have 15 kids or do you have brothers? And <laughs> <laughs> no, let me just make that clear. All right. I have All right. 15 children. I, so. con- <laughs> I contact map everything. So I needed that data for my information. Right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yes, your contact mapping is off if they told you I had 15. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll just play. So it, it's been really, really remarkable. As you know, uh, just working together with father and son, it's a privilege that a lot of people don't have. They don't get a chance to really work on projects and to grow with family members. And one of the unique things about how I was raised is I've been working in the family business since before I was a teenager, since I was nine years old. And my dad really, he didn't just, I I think that there are two types of leaders in this world. Some are role models that you get to watch afar and maybe you can pick up a couple tips here and there. But my dad is really an enrollment model. He will enroll you in a process to help you find parts of yourself that you did not know existed. And one of the the benefits with what we're doing now and and Hungry to Speak is that one of the things that you realize just growing up professionally, being able to take advantage of the opportunities that are out there and watching some people who are unable to, is that you cannot become a better 
communicator without becoming a better person. And you can't become a better person without becoming a better communicator. The two go hand in hand. And with Hungry to Speak, the benefit of the program, and really because of the pandemic, we had to switch up our old model. We had to start to do things virtually. And I was never more proud of my dad than when the pandemic hit. We had just got back from Dubai. The calendars on the, the, the dates on the calendar all started to shift. Well, guess what? He thought that he was back at the DJ office trying to get a job or something. He turned into work mode. He was <laughs> hungry to, to provide hope and optimism during these dark times. He was hungry to train new people to learn how to make money from home using their voice. He was so hungry, and I was panicked. And I said, doesn't he see the calendar? We might not ever speak on a stage again. He did not get distracted by the distraction economy. And lo and behold, we launched Hungry to Speak. Now where instead of just coming in and hearing his incredible presentation, he actually works with people on an ongoing basis where we're doing coaching on a regular basis and getting a chance to listen to the audience, hear your stories, and position it so that you can speak to the world. So the three benefits from the Hungry to Speak program is number one, personal development. Number two, professional development. And number three, massive collaboration. Being a part of a community which truly makes a difference. And I'm so grateful for my dad to adding me to the personal development community early on. And let me, let me share this with you. We've gone, as you are aware, from brick and mortar to click and order. Your people, they say the number one fear that people have is speaking before an audience. Well, the primary way that people are going to be making money in and out of the pandemic is through sitting in front of a computer. And so what we're doing is teaching people how to go beyond just providing information, sitting down in front of a computer. If information could change people, everybody would be skinny, rich, and happy. Yeah. The key to it and what we're training people how to do in Hungry to Speak is how to create an experience with the audience, with your customer, with the people that's in your organization, if you're involved in, in multi-level marketing. Now, why is that important? Because Oliver Wendell Holmes said, and he was right, and once a man or woman's mind has been expanded with an idea, concept, or experience, it can never be satisfied to going back to where it was. And so we teach people rather than just have hey, operative hey, thinking. I got to take a fast break. So this is a hard break because we're on 550 radio stations. So we're getting out of here. We're on the Genesis Communication Network. We'll be right back. Yes. And we're back. Now we're at the commercial because we're so for the next two, three minutes, we can just have fun because the radio stations are doing their hard commercials all over the world. And we're just having fun. And I am going to ask you about this woman named Valerie Parker Hagan, Dr. Val, because she is your right hand person, but she is a force to be reckoned with in her own. I mean, I just can't believe it. And I just want to thank you for having her be the conduit between us because she changed my life. I went to her website and you just surround yourself with incredible people, sir. And I wanted to thank you for that. So that's awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Why don't you have a commercial, Adrian? <laughs> so, uh, John Leslie, I, I loved what you were saying as we were coming into the break of that interaction of the you're really doing the work on becoming the right kind of person in order to accomplish these things that you are trying to achieve in the world. And so Contact Mapping is the sponsor of the show. If you go to contactmapping.com slash app, you can see more about what that's all about. But we're in the business of helping people to capture the power of their connections and of their relationships. And so the, I, there's just such a parallel there that you can have all the skills in the world. You can have all the right words. You can have all the right scripts. You can have all this stuff. But if you aren't the right kind of person, it isn't going to work. And once you are the right kind of person, you almost can't keep it from working. Would you agree with that, John Leslie? Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> And so what, you know, you have grown up around one of the true masters of that. What do you, you know, what does it look like to step into becoming that kind of person? Mm -hmm. 
All right. Well, to, to step into becoming that, I think the number one step is the step of being coachable, right? We are in a, a hyper-independent society where now some people take learning as a sign of weakness. Well, if you have to learn it, you don't know it all, right? And we know that there's a type of thing called the fixed mindset and the growth mindset where if you really want to transform your life, become a better a better person, become a bigger influence, you really have to learn some new skill sets and surround yourself in an environment where those things are valued. The One of the most important lessons I learned from my dad, which kind of upset me at first, was that environment is more important than people. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. profound. And, and let, me, let me share something, what I feel about contact mapping, that there are three things that's very important for us to make it today. One is mental resolve. Having the mindset, the perseverance, having the faith and the determination to handle whatever life throws at you. Having the faith, you know, faith not tested can't be trusted. The other thing is that having the thirst to learn, you know, when, when you think about the fact that some of the icons in this industry say we must be willing to learn, unlearn, and relearn. That's real. If you're not willing to learn, and Alvin Toffler says, no one can help you. But if you're willing to learn, no one can stop you. But the other thing about contact mapping is that you increase the possibility of your achieving your goals a hundredfold. Why? Iron sharpening iron creating a community and staying in touch with people who are going in the direction that you're going. The Academy Award winner, Sidney Poitier said, when you're going for a walk with someone, something happens. Either you adjust to their pace or they adjust to your pace. Whose pace have you adjusted to? And so when you have a tool like contact mapping, and that you can stay in touch with, build a community, create an experience, be connected to people that can see what you see, people that are dreamers and people who are hungry and people that want more. One goose can fly 75% further in formation with other geese than it could ever fly by itself. So contact mapping is a game changer. You, you can't operate and function at your best and think that you can become a category king without it. It's a tool that everyone needs, not just in multi-level marketing, but if you want to be a voice of influence, if you want to, to be able to live a life that will outlive you, if you want to create a movement, you, you've got to be able to stay in contact with those people. And so and con th that those contacts, they are able through contact mapping, lead you to the step-by-step -step process of developing a relationship. People will do more for a relationship than they will do for a job. They did a study that uh, people used to, in, in this part of the city of Chicago, there are people who drove across town past other restaurants offering the same food at a lower price, but because of the contact, the people recognize them, call them by their name, because of the customer experience that they they drove that extra mile, they, they paid that extra money because they wanted that contact. And now because of the pandemic, people want contact. We're human beings. People have to be in relationship. I was not in contact with people for a year and a half, and I developed a, a squirrel friend named Tyrone, and he taught me squirrely. What well, are you? Are you too? And what I just said was in squirrely, I'm so glad to be on this podcast with you. 
If we hear you talking to a squirrel again, we're gonna take you behind to the <laughs> to the uh -oh. medicine facility. We're gonna take you to the old folks' home. But I said, hey, I don't have anything else to do. A year and a half, and when I went on the stage just two weeks ago in New York, oh my God, I was so glad to be there and feel the energy in the room, something I never feel sitting here in front of the commercial. Even with Tyrone, I don't mean to hurt your feelings or nothing, but even with my friend Tyrone, who now <laughs> speaks English and I speak squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. So yeah, it's a hundred percent right though. And you know, I and I know that John Leslie always asks his dad things, and what his dad says back isn't let's Instagram them, let's Facebook them, let's text them, let's email them. It's exactly what I say to you. Let's call them right now. And my son looks at me like, what? We're going to call them? Maybe they're having dinner. And I say, who cares? That means they get to talk to me during dinner. And that's fine by me because it's human beings talking to human beings. And a great friend of yours is Richard Brooke, and he's in town right now. And we were talking about you earlier and how awesome you are and how well you communicate. And I was listening to you on Clubhouse this morning with Brian Tracy. And I've been listening to you guys at night with your public speaking seminars on Clubhouse, where you're teaching people how to do that. And, you know, people need to learn not only to speak, but they need to listen powerfully. And what I love about you, too, is that you are teaching the world to do that. And we're bringing back an art that needs brought back versus hiding behind all these clicks and likes in tweets and all the garbage that go along with your generation. It's crazy. So, yeah. I agree with me. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I like what you said. I agree with me. I will use that from now on going forward, Tom. <laughs> when you're when you're in your 70s and have accomplished what the two of you have accomplished, you you get to stand on that. I agree with me is a valid statement. And you know, all we want to do as a 77-year-old and a 70-year-old is be young. And all you guys want to do is be old. And it's so cute because <laughs> everything we aren't, we want. And the whole thing boils down to all of you, if you really want to have some fun today, go interview somebody like Les Brown, somebody much older than you, or interview somebody like you know, John Leslie, so much, somebody much younger than you, because the perspective is all wonderful and beautiful. And guess what? We're already at another break. We're on the Genesis Communication Network. Richard Brooke, you're going to get to hear about some survivalist stuff if you stay on AM radio. We'll be back right after this. We love all of you. Amazing. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, this is so great, you guys. We love you and we want to do anything we can. When I was talking to the great uh, assistant that you have, she said, what can they talk about? And I said, their content is so great and their material is so great that they can talk about anything they want because I know you are going to bring value to the world at a level nobody else can. And I'll never forget when I was speaking at GoPro and you were speaking too. And all of a sudden I was backstage and you arrived on the scene and it was like unbelievable because these people had accomplished so much in their life, but they knew they were in the presence of greatness. And, you know, I, and what I, I think I love about you is what I also love about me is, you know, religious people don't want to go to hell. Guys like me have been to hell and don't want to go back. And what's <laughs> wonderful about that is I've been through it. And, you know, I know you've had health things. I know you've had all kinds of things that made you a lot better man, Les Brown. And that's happened to me. And what I'm very cautious of as recently as this morning is not making it too easy on my son, making him see that tough stuff so he becomes a better man and learns to reach out ask for help, and let people see pain as well as success. Would you agree with that, sir? Oh, without any question. And also to to put your, your ego under arrest and your, your pride, you know, pride cometh before fall. Ego means edging God out. Ask for yeah. help. 
not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong and ask for help and don't stop until you get it. And I've got to circle back to contact mapping. <laughs> and the reason I am is because in order for us to get through this, you can't do it by yourself. Everybody must be in a community. And it's not just enough to be in the community. You want to have contact where you are disseminating information, where you're familiar with what people are looking for and what they want. One of the things that gave me a competitive advantage in the speaking industry that has been governed by a great organization, uh, the, 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 the organization that they teach, tell them what you're going to tell them and tell them what you told them. And, and, and so that, and, and repeat that process, the Dale Carnegie course. The course that we teach, you got to be hungry to speak. If you're hungry to speak, we say never let what you want to say get in the way of what your audience needs to hear. Do your homework. Do the research. Find out who they are. What's their sweet spot? And all that getting, get understanding. And so now, if you're going to become successful in business, if you're going to dominate your niche, because we know niches, that they produce incredible riches, is that you've got to have the opportunity to have a tool that allows you to be in contact with people that that people can join. It won't require a credit card. People can become a part of it and, it, and, and unlock the power of a network and not just the network, but working the net. That's the important part. You could have a network, but if you don't work the net, come on, somebody. Well, <laughs> people who don't know how to work the net have skinny children up in here. Up in here. <laughs> and so when you are, are in a, 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 a group of people, collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships, it allows you to have breakthroughs in all the dimensions of your life. It allows you to liberate yourself because you, you're going to come to that point where Einstein was. He said, the thinking that has brought me this far has created some problems that this thinking can't solve. And so when you are in a community, you've got contact with people, you can ask the question, just put it out there. Here's the challenge that I'm facing. Can anybody help me? Yep, Trust I agree me. with that. Let's get Your back. People are going to respond. Okay, let's get back to the show and have some fun with that. Go to contactmapping.com forward slash app. Priceless promotion from Les Brown. And we just can't believe it. So we are like happy. We're here we are. And welcome back, everybody. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We have got John Leslie Brown with his great father, Les Brown. And I am telling all of you, if you haven't watched this whole show, go back and watch it. The people watching it, you know, going to HungryToSpeak.com, living there. I am going to tell you one thing right now. Les Brown has been there and done it. And you need to listen to him because everything that comes out of his mouth are thought out important words. And as I've listened to him on Clubhouse, he talks so much about preparation and not be like canned, but prepared. And people never even know how prepared you are because you're that prepared. And when you said that, I thought that is absolutely magic. And then when you were talking about remembering your last speech and you said you can't remember any of them because you're too busy preparing for the next one, I just about swallowed my cigar because I know that that's true. And I just can't thank you enough for that advice that you gave. And here I am, 70 years old, an old dog learning new tricks from you. So thank you. Well, I believe we're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach. And that's why our sons are on here with us. Hello, yeah. Richard Brooks. He's a powerful <laughs> man. That's my brother from another mother. He is a good man. <laughs> so, John Leslie, you said when you were like nine or 10 years old, you, you would go on these tours with your dad and he would he started to pull you up onto the stage and and put you there beside him and you began to find your own voice do you remember what it was like the first time 
when you were just the, I have a I have a ten year old and an eight year old daughter. I can't. They would just swallow their cigars. So what was it like the first time he ever brought you up there, brother? Well, I do because it was the most difficult time actually in our family. My grandmother, Mrs. Mamie Brown, who really inspired my dad to to create a better life for family because she took care of seven children that weren't her own. On my 10-year-old birthday, unfortunately, she passed away from breast cancer. And it was the first time that I ever witnessed my family sad. It was the first time that I ever saw tears run down my dad's face. And uh, a couple days later, they had a funeral service for a homegoing service, as we like to say. And they asked if anyone wanted to get up and share a story about Miss Mamie Brown. And there, that was the first time where I gave a speech. So to, in honor of, of my my grandmother. And and dad'll tell you more about that. Dad, do you remember that moment? Yes, I, I do. When when I saw him walking down to get the microphone. I'm asking myself, where is he going? <laughs> and he grabbed the microphone and he started telling stories about watching Animal Kingdom with Mama and The Price is Right and Bob Bakker, her husband. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And he had people rolling, laughing at a funeral. And I said, he has the gift. He's, he's going to do some incredible things. And I just discovered in, in the last few weeks, my birth family at 77, my birth mother, her name was Dorothy Bell, and she was a speaker. And, and I'm going to send you a video showing you the reunion um, with family members that I did not know I had, two brothers I did not know I had. And my grandmother, her name is, is Beulah Rucker. And and they have a museum in her name honoring the work that she did. And she was an educator as my mother. And she was a motivational speaker. And so they said that she was hungry to learn. Now, the title of my book is called You Gotta Be Hungry. So <laughs> come on, you can't make this stuff up. Coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. And she was known for being hungry to learn and to teach others and to speak and, and, and that we should be visible, we should be engaged, and we should make a difference with our lives. And that's how she lived her life. And sitting on a porch where my birth mother built, they said she had a hammer and a saw. And all I could think of, and this was yesterday, she did this. She built this house herself. And, and, and the lumber yard in Gainesville, Georgia, gave her the wood. They donated wood for her to do it. And she couldn't find enough carpenters to help her, so she did it herself. I said, I don't have anything to brag about. I never built a house by myself with a hammer and a saw or anything else. Not even interested. <laughs> okay. It just challenged me. They're, they're, one of the things my goal is to live myself, live life in such a way that I leave here empty. Miles Monroe, a great minister who passed, he said, rob the cemetery of your voice, of your story, of your gifts, of your ideas, of your leadership. Rob the cemetery. It's the wealthiest place on the planet because most people go to their graves. They die at age 25 and don't get buried until they're 65. And they take with them the potential for greatness because we have built in greatness in us. We're born with the, the power and the authority and dominion to control and to live a life that will outlive us. But most people live a life of mediocrity because they don't know who they are and they don't find themselves challenging themselves and putting in the work so that they can discover who they are. Uh, Brian Tracy talk about the comfort zone is the danger zone. But when you get outside of the comfort zone, you meet the man or woman that you were supposed to become. Wow. I heard him say, I heard that this morning. That was so cool. Thank you for bringing that back up. And you know, 
I have been sober 33 years and my life's given to AA and alcoholics and drug addicts. And people ask me what in the world I'm doing working so hard at age 70. And I say that my passion is alcoholics and drug addicts. My job is network marketing and my legacy is contact mapping and teaching people to leave people that they meet feeling better than they did when they got there. That's the whole movie. And the way that you do that, what you love most about me is what I remember about you. And if we can just learn to remember instead of just blasting away with our complete speech all the time, everything changes because people feel your heart, they feel your soul, they feel your love instead of your pitch. And if we can teach people to do that, which Les Brown has done forever, and now he's teaching his son and watching you, listening to your son talk about Mrs. Manley Brown and him walking on that stage at age 10, if I just wish the people on the radio could have seen your faces because your son was so proud and you were 10 times more proud than that. Thinking about your mom and thinking about your little boy walking up there because all we really have are memories like that and they need to be somewhere because we all can't remember them all the time. And when I see your son in five years, Hopefully, because I'll be 75 and you'll be, I hope you're still, who knows what that means. Here's what I see here, son. And I, I bring you. up that story. Stay with me. And I bring <laughs> up that story and I go, do you remember on September 1st, John Leslie Brown, when you talked about your grandmother in front of your dad and walking up on that stage and you're going to start crying just exactly like your dad did. And you're going to hug me because I remembered because all we want to be is remembered. And that's my goal in my life. And that's all I'm about. I'm a, the best rememberer, you know, and I'm teaching people to do it. That makes sense. Yes, it most certainly does. You know, it's that it's not about as we live the number of, of breaths that we take, but the moments that we create and the memories that take our breath away. Wow. Fact. It really is. And I think the that pairs with one of the things that I believe to be a, your superpower less, which is just that ability to, to see people and to see greatness in them. And I think when you can really know people and you can really spark that belief that you gift to them, maybe before they have it for themselves, there's just that the, you can be the, I, I think a turning point in people's lives. And it's interesting, a, a dear friend of ours, just embarked on a, a big journey in her own life where she's going on to something bigger and better that she that she wants to go after. And she actually had a conversation with you years ago and you spoke into her life and she pointed to that being the transformative moment for her. And we have the, we have the capability. You don't have to be a famous person to have that kind of impact on others. You just have to to pay attention and to see something in them that they can't yet see for themselves. Don't you think? Adrian, you, you, you're 100% right. Because my Angelo said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when you let people know that you care for them, Zig Ziglar had another way of saying it. If you give enough people what they want, they will give you what you want. And that was what Zig was known for. And people want love. God is love. He who dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in them. People want to be paid attention to, to be recognized, to be respected, to, to be valued. And, and, and when we live our lives like that, in this place where we have so much divisiveness and, 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 and what we need is love and harmony and voices of hope when there's hope in the future that that gives you power in the present voices that will unite us rather than divide us this is what we must do evil prevails when good men and women do nothing when something happens uh, three things are in order number one there's the perpetrator number two there's the victim and three there's the witnesses and the question is asked which is worse and the and the worse is the witnesses um, it was Benjamin Franklin who said, until those who are unaffected 
are as outraged as those who are affected, change will never take place. And so the two of you, you and your father have decided, we're not gonna be witnesses. We're gonna raise our voices. We're gonna make impact. We're gonna be visible. We're gonna be a force for good. And you've created something that will allow others to do it. Contact mapping, allow people to stay in relationship, to keep a connection and, and, and to be able to move in tandem with other like-minded dreamers and people who have goals and a passion to, to live their greatest life and, and, and leave a legacy and build a dynasty. John Leslie says a legacy is about how you'll be remembered, but a dynasty is why you won't be forgotten. Oh, I got to steal that. My wow. gosh. All right. This is the last break of the day coming up. And it was perfect to come from John Leslie's unbelievable quote. And yeah, I don't want to be forgettable for sure. So I love you guys. We're going to come back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show on the Genesis Connect uh, Communication Network. Thanks, Ted Anderson, for having us on the air for the last 12 years. We'll be right back. We actually hit a mark. That was pretty good, man. This is too good. These, this train is too good to stop. So it's oh just my gosh, this has been so fun, hasn't it? It's been unreal. Just a, a beautiful, beautiful conversation. It's so cool the way you know so many people. You, Richard Blissbrook is on here. Luis Arias is on here cheering you. I mean, so many people who are just legendary people, legendary people here to cheer you on, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we, yeah, we're kind of intimidated. Yes, we are that. <laughs> Should we talk about Rankmakers Live a little bit? Yeah. So, you know Ray Higdon, Les? I don't know if you if you guys have connected before. That name sounds very familiar. We got to get you on his stage. Yeah, he is a beast. He's a beast. And you guys, yeah, I, I bet you've run across each other. But he does a huge event every year in network marketing that's called Rankmakers Live. And we got the opportunity to be the only sponsor for this event which was a huge honor. He said, look, I wasn't going to do sponsors, but I just think you guys fit so perfectly into what we're doing that we want you to be a part of it. And so that's coming up. It's not this weekend, but next weekend. It's September 10th to the 12th. And what we get to do that I'm so excited about is we're actually running a private contact mapping track inside of Ray's event. And it's going to be amazing because we're going to be able to take everything. Shailene Johnson is teaching there. Uh, Matt Morris. I mean, just amazing, amazing people. And we're going to get to have this private contact mapping track inside of it where we've got an unbelievable deal not available anywhere else. We've got this private space inside the event. And we're going to be woven into this thing. And uh, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Well, we got to get John Leslie in there, man. We'll, know, give man. Him, we'll bring him in and give him, we'll give you a ticket and a VIP. Well, you'll be on the stage with me, buddy. So the name of the yeah. game is we just got to have fun and be better people. And we got to drive ourselves to being better. And if we can just focus on that. And the way that you be better is make other people better, lift people up. And that's what I love about Higdon. There will be thousands of people there. And, you know, I got to speak with that Eric Worre on that 172,000 women stage. And I had to not be forgettable because I had a very short amount of time. So I got to Vegas and everybody was all dressed up. They looked like your beautiful John Leslie Brown with his necktie on. And I wore a necktie, but I didn't wear my pants. I came out in boxers. <laughs> and everybody about had a heart attack because no one could believe I did it. But I, I guarantee you, it made me be remembered. And I just, you hit the nail on the head. I think my greatest fear is being forgotten. And the reason is, as a little boy, we all have a story tied to it. My parents bought gravestones for everybody and forgot me. So at the cemetery, I'm the one that didn't have it. And that hearts, that started this whole complex of mine. And I have been obsessed with not being forgotten ever since. And uh, that's, uh, I don't even know why I told that story, but I thought it was quite. <laughs> well, that's a powerful story. I think that's so. That's a powerful story. Yeah, but yes, that's why Ladies I work. And gentlemen, there are things that can happen to us in life that we have no idea how they will impact us. A yeah. friend of mine, he his family just had a habit of buying the tombstones in advance for family members when they expired, and they didn't buy one for him. 
and that affected him. He felt like he was forgotten. Forgotten me. Also, could have been looked at another way, ladies and gentlemen. That the reason they didn't get a tombstone for him because he was living his life in a way that will outlive him. Done. He's that gift that keeps on giving. Amen. Tom Shamal. Die. God bless you. Who he is, the casket and the grave could not hold. The spirit <laughs> of how he showed up in life, that a tombstone couldn't represent that. I love you, buddy. All right, we're coming back right now. <laughs> and welcome back. It's the Network Marketing and Leadership Show final segment. Has this been like the best show you've ever done? It's just been fantastic. And it's the dynamic between the two of you and the way you both admire each other and the fact that your dad quoted you with the best quote, ever, the whole thing, everything about it couldn't have been better. And this has been so much fun. Are you going to really work hard, John Leslie Brown, on learning all? So I, you know, I've often thought your dad had all the quotes on a yellow sticky and I'm watching him look right at the camera and this is coming out of his mouth without him reading. And I'm even more blown away. Are you committed to learning it like that down the road? Oh, well, yes, we have quote competitions in my family. So oh my <laughs> gosh. We go at it. And, and the purpose behind it, you know, sometimes people view public speaking, personal development as some type of performance, but never in our household. He taught, he raised me with the mindset that you're a, an intellectual resource. You're always studying, always learning, always upgrading your mental software so that you can be in, empowering for other individuals. So we didn't have any sticky notes. Sometimes he would see us write notes backstage and then throw the notes away before we get to stage. That is not funny. Or he say, what are you going to speak on, son? Oh, dad, I'm going to speak on focus, faith, and follow through. All right, great. So he goes up there and speaks on focus, faith, and follow through. And then you're like, oh, I've got to come up with new material. So the, the idea of pre preparation, as you were talking about earlier, when you're an intellectual resource, is the mindset of stay ready because he's going to make sure you get ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stealing your crib notes and going in out there and doing it before you. That is, that's a good move right there, dad. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> so what do they get? What's that website? Hungrytospeak.com. What happens there? So people should go there. Why, guys? I teach a weekly class teaching them how to find their story. And if they know this story, how to organize it and how to deliver it and how to create an experience with their story, because we're now in a place we've gone from brick and mortar to click and order, seated in front of the computer, how to not just sit here and provide information, but be compelling with your story to grab people's attention, hold the attention, creating experience with their story and igniting the behavior and new choices to the audience that's listening to them to transform them by expanding their minds, touch their hearts and releasing, igniting a force for good, a determination and a drive that Ogmandino talked about. I will persist until I succeed. Wow. What's how, how long have you guys been running these weekly classes, Les? John Leslie yeah. has that answer. I just yes, show up we, and do them. I'm that's obedient. right. You, you already told me. I don't remember. I'm focused on the next one. How long have you guys been doing this, John Leslie? Exactly. Well, my dad has been coaching and mentoring speakers for over 30 years now and had a chance to work with some of the biggest names in the industry that he's personally mentored. But when the pandemic happened, we shifted the model and he started training people virtually. And I really wanted to create something with him where because the best part about having Les Brown as your father is realizing that the most motivational moments come when he's not on stage. When it's just a, a private group where we're just talking, when everyone's trying to figure out the problem, and he's got the most optimistic perspective that you've ever heard. Like, why are you thinking so positive, Dad? Because hey, I'm Les Brown. That's what I do. But I really <laughs> wanted to to 
for for some of the people whose lives that he's changed to get an opportunity to build a relationship with them. When one of the, the joys of the Hunger to Speak program, it's intimate enough to where we know your names. We can call on you in class and put you on the spot and throw away your notes and see if you can still bring it, right? And so often the programs are designed, get them in, give them information and get them out. But what's really unique about the Hungry to Speak program is we meet weekly, we do virtual events, we just completed our first in-person event and it's a real community of high achievers. And that talk about the importance of community and the type of relationships that we must form today. Yes, this, this class has been going on for a year and so every week, and, and we've increased it to twice a week, they will learn how to create an experience with their story. They will get the opportunity to work with other people in the community because they form their own groups and we are creating our own stages and our own speakers bureau so that people don't have to worry about just going through a training and having nowhere to go speak. <laughs> Okay, so, so we cover all the stuff and help them to, to create and develop their products and record. I just purchased a, a studio with, with my time and my energy uh, to help people to accelerate their growth and development because there's going to be a collective meltdown. Trust me on this. When they lift the restrictions on the evictions in this country, not only will it be disruptive for the economy, it's going to be disruptive for millions of people and their family members and their friends and their children. A disruption that we have never seen before. And so the need for speakers, for trainers, for coaches, and, and, and for technology that you have created, contact mapping, how to build a relationship with people, how to stay connected to them, how to begin to exchange ideas and, and, and be able to create collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships that can give you a breakthrough, that can help you get to the next level. This, what you have created here, you were chosen for this, for this point in time. God had a lot of choices. He chose you and your son out of 400 million sperms. And look, who will do this? Oh, there they go. Yep, that's it. Tom and Adrian. Come All right, on. everybody. We got to get out of here. I'm telling you what, we're going to put this on the highlight. This will be front page radio show website for a long, long time, along with the Hungry to Speak link. And we are going to drive some people to it because you're changing the world. We'll see you all next week. We love you. Great job, everybody. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you.